What's up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of March 4th with Mike Bauman. I, of course, am your host, Mike Bauman. Whoever you are, wherever you are listening from, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. If you're a returning listener, I greatly appreciate the continued love and support. And if you're a brand new listener, thank you so much for hopping aboard that pirate ship. You can follow me on Instagram at March 4th Pod and on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. The host site is march4th.podbean.com. You made it here, so you found me somehow, and I greatly appreciate you guys checking out the podcast. If you would like, go subscribe to the show, tell a friend to tell a friend, leave a five-star review on Apple or iTunes or whatever they're calling it now. But thank you so much for checking it out, man. I'm excited, as you guys can tell, man, to get another episode out there. The last one with House Divided was a lot of fun. And I just feel like it keeps building and building, and uh, it's so great to see people checking out the shows. It's so great to see the artists show the support as well in terms of just the the positive feedback I get from them and the guests that I've had on the show. So a lot of positive vibes over my way, man. It's uh, it's getting close to summertime officially, starting to warm up down here in Tennessee. So if you're like me, you know, forget the beach bod, man. I'm heading to the store and getting all the Factor 50 I can because I am white. Let me tell you, I will burn to a crisp out there in that sun. So that there sun is pretty hot. So um, actually, on the you know, by the time this releases, uh, I will have had a trip home to see family for the holiday weekend, which is awesome because I haven't seen any family since like, gosh, like August of 2020, man, with this crazy virus. And uh, yeah, it's it's been a weird year. I don't want to harp too much on all that because you see enough of it and have seen enough of it on the news. But it really is cool to see things opening back up. And uh, as a as a hoops fan and a hockey fan, to see the playoffs and to see people in the arena and hear crowd noise again, to see concerts coming back, comedians going on tour. So, you know, I hope you and yours are safe. I hope you're doing well, and uh, I hope you're doing what you got to do to get back to normal and just. Uh, you know, be cool to people and live live more of a normal life again, man. So I feel like I feel like we're uh, we're starting to get there. You know, we're starting to get there. So there's definitely some concerts that I want to see coming up here in a few months and uh, check off some some bands on on my personal bucket list that I haven't seen live yet that are coming through town here in Nashville. So I'm excited, y'all. It's uh, it's a good time to be alive. And uh, like I always say on every show, keep the faith and be kind to one another. You know, we're all we've got, man. So be good to each other. You know, it's it's been uh, an up and down year, you know, um, to say the least. But we're we're here. We've made it. You're listening to this show, so life can't can't be all that bad right now. Uh, and if it is for you, um, it'll get better. Just know that it gets better. So, with all that, man, this week's guest is a guy that's also on the official Nobody Records imprint. He is uh, somebody that I discovered through another guest I had on the podcast, Alakiri, and that is none other than Caramel Classic. His real name is Dante Patrick, and this guy is an alternative music artist that's got a, got a cool sound, man. As, as a fan of the guitar, and we get into it, I don't want to give too much away, but as a fan of the guitar, it's prevalent in his songs He's released, I think, around 13 singles since 2018 and uh, was busy last year. Seven of those were in 2020. So this is a dude who just uh, you know, puts a lot of heart and soul into his music, isn't afraid to, to wear it on a sleeve, quite honestly, uh, in, in terms of being vulnerable. And, and, and is somebody that uh, has an interesting history just in terms of 
you know, what he's come from and where he is now. And it was great to catch up with him and just learn more about his music, how he got into music. And, and just, again, there's something in the water down there in Arizona, man, you know, from the Nobody Records guys to, you know, the Dropout Kings guys, Bury the Darkness. Uh, it, you know, there's been some guests on this show that are really making a lot of noise out there in the Southwest, and uh, this guy's doing his thing too. So without further ado, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Caramel Classic. Here it is. <laughs> recording i again just thank you so much for taking some time uh, i really appreciate it, especially to start the week dude um just to start this thing off man for you and i always like to ask this question for musicians but um when did the music bug bite you because I, I did a little research on you kind of getting ready for this and, and looking up your background and whatnot what i what i could find out there in the interwebs um but for you how long has music really been a thing for you like when when did it grab you Um, so, I mean, basically I picked up, uh, like a version of, it's called like magic's music maker. Uh, cause I was like curious. It was like a black Friday deal at like 2015. So I like picked up this like little, like little DAW, like $20, uh, DAW. And I just started like making beats, like with my roommates for, for fun. Um, and we, we just did it and like, it was just like really fun. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll just try to get more into it. And I was like watching you videos like i started as a producer um and initially like after like a few years of like trying to like sell my beats and like market them online like i just like didn't really see like a return on investment if you will um so i uh i kind of like went a little bit down the road of like wanting to be an artist because i was like recording people and i go to i went to school for uh um audio production at full sale yeah um and i uh initially wanted to be like an engineer and then after a little bit i was like this is this is very meticulous this is something i definitely don't want to do <laughs> like i don't want to be behind the scenes i kind of wanted to be like more upfront like if i'm putting in all this work some people prefer to be behind the scenes but i'm like i, I kind of want to be like recognized a little bit more um and then i think it was just like when uh my last relationship my last relationship um uh when we kind of split apart i think that kind of more inspired me a little bit like that that urge you get after like a like a long relationship like you break up with them you want to like be more successful for yourself and stuff like that so I kind of started putting that more towards music um, and it's helped become an outlet for like all of the feelings that I built up and people are just like wow you got over that very quickly and I'm like I I didn't I wouldn't say I got over it I just channeled it a different way um, and that's just through like every one of my songs pretty much <laughs> Yeah, because I, I noticed listening to your music, there's definitely a lot of a uh, lot of uh, like anxiety, depression, um, relationship stuff in there. Uh, a lot of relationship stuff, and and even like um, you're talking about like the perks and the zannies and stuff. You know what I mean? Like to get to get through things. Like um, I mean that vulnerability, man. Where where does where does that come from in terms of wearing your heart on your sleeve? Does that is that kind of always how you've been? Like even before music, were you always somebody that was just kind of like like straightforward? Like, hey, if I got to say something, I'm going to say it for better or worse. Like I'm I'm not somebody who's going to hide my emotions. Yeah, 
yeah yeah as i kind of got a little older I, I just kind of like grew out of like trying to like shell that um and like come off as like someone who just doesn't care about those things because in the long run it's just like i don't know trying to hide hide from it you're basically just like um like it's just it's it's not gonna happen you're not gonna be able to hide from it so i just kind of i felt better just releasing those emotions um and people weren't judging me for it and that kind of like helped me too um it's because like somebody could easily like just say something like judgmental or be like oh like you know this type of music is very depressing or like he's just always depressed or something like that um and i just kind of like parted ways with people who think that and like you know if you don't like my music then great um but ultimately like this is who i am and i became like more and more comfortable with like expressing who i truly am like after like heartbreak and after um like just kind of like going downhill and stuff like that and just being like alone for a while you know you just kind of like figure out who you are and like i figured if i want to be something when it comes to music or if i want people to truly appreciate it I just got to be myself and yeah. not like shell any part of it. Um, so everything is just like solely me. Um, and I, I try to make it that way. Like I'm, I do want to make some songs that appeal to like people nowadays, um, but it's just like not yet my style. <laughs> so that's kind of how it's been. Yeah. And just ups and downs with like, um, I've been taking like Adderall, like 60 milligrams religiously for the last five years, I would say. And it's just been like, I didn't realize how numb it made me and all that. Um, and those kind of things. I just, I just feel better talking about it. Um, yes. And people enjoy the music. You got to You got to recognize like the people who have initially put their hearts on their sleeves to help other inspiring artists like juice world and stuff like that. I feel like if they wouldn't have like initially became who they were, probably none of us would even have like the confidence to even do that. I mean, a select few would, um, but like some people probably wouldn't have the confidence to do that. Like if it wasn't for those enablers, those like pioneers of this like music genre. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. Like I I'll tell you, I'm, I'm like a sensitive dude by nature. And I know, I know like dudes, we're not supposed to say that, but like uh, there is some truth in astrology. Some people that might turn them off, but like as a Pisces, like I'm definitely like somebody that uh, I'm an empath <laughs> and like I've, I gravitate towards music where people are, are vulnerable. Like even, even heavy music, like, somebody like Jesse Leach of uh, kill switch engage has always been really open in his lyrics about depression and anxiety and like battling through things. And like I said, the whole, when we were talking at the beginning, like the whole theme of this podcast of like perseverance and moving forward, it's very much a personal mantra for me too. So I hope, right. I hope when I was talking about the, the, the stuff that you talk about in your music, it, it didn't come off as a knock. Cause that's, that's not where it was coming from at all. Like I, I just no. noticed those, um, those patterns. And like you said, that's kind of where I was going with that is whether it was a, a juice world or a Mac Miller, you know, RIP to both of them, or mm -hmm. even a guy like kid Cuddy, I think um, was somebody that, you know, when he came out with man on the moon really showed people, Hey, like you can be vulnerable and, and rap doesn't always have to be about the partying, or it doesn't always have to be about, you know, the, the street activity it can be about your emotions and your feelings and stuff, you know, and I'm sure there were, there were people doing it before him too. You know what I mean? But um, of course. Just, I think in like the recent history of, of music, he's somebody, I think that's probably showed people, you know, that um, you can go to those places and not, not have to worry about um, the backlash because the people you're going to reach who are also feeling those same things, but maybe feel like they don't have the voice or the skill level to get behind the mic or 
make music, you're going to inspire them to do the same things in their life with whatever that outlet is. Exactly. Yeah. I, I do want to be another person with a voice um, and with an influence, of course. Of course, people do have to like the music. Um, but yeah, if it, if it wasn't for those like initial few, it probably, I, I probably wouldn't be as comfortable talking about like the things that I did go through um, than I am now. So does the music help you balance out, man? You mentioned like the Adderall and stuff. Like, does it help you? Do you feel like it helps you keep keep you more even keel? Is it, is it um, a necessary creative outlet, I guess, for, for kind of balancing those emotions? It is, yeah. It is a necessary creative outlet. Um, I It is another thing, too, that it's just like I feel relevant when I know that I'm just like excelling at something or I feel myself that I'm excelling at something. Because I, I used to fight. I used to do MMA. Um, and I, I was like pretty consistent with it. Like my goal was to do that as a career. Um, and right before I turned pro, like I just, I, I didn't like it anymore. I lost a fight. It killed all my confidence. And like, I just knew that wasn't for me. Like if I couldn't take a loss, like in, when it came to fighting, like how would I like do a career, like in the big leagues and stuff like that. So I was like this, you know, I, I don't want to do this anymore. And people are just kind of like, well, I mean, you came this far and stuff. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I just, I love music. Like I feel so much better talking about these things instead of like ex- expressing it through like training or something like that. So if everyone like has to have their own outlet, I feel like, um, but yeah, music has definitely been mine. Cause I just, I just have a lot to say. Like I, I do write, like I write down, I would say it's like a diary basically. <laughs> like I have a notebook that just has like random thoughts just scattered through it. And I like to reframe those thoughts in the songs. Um, just kind of make it interesting. Yeah, I saw a post you did a few months ago where you were like, I overthink, therefore I am. And I was like, dude, like, amen, brother, because I relate to that. But um, sure. yeah, the the writing and the um, whatever it is, like for me, it's like podcasting and doing this and talking to people and, and sharing these stories with with listeners in the hopes that it, you know, inspires them to chase whatever whatever it is that they're passionate about. But yeah, when when I saw that post, I was like, oh, this dude, I, I bet I bet we could probably have a good conversation because I'm sure he probably <laughs> swims, unfortunately, in some of the same waters that I swim in where you just can't shut your mind off, you know? Oh, sure. Yeah, that, that's and and I, I like to like express that because, I mean, that's been like the reason why like things haven't went the way I wanted it. Like, that's probably why like my last relationship, like why we're not together, because I, I overthink too much. And therefore, like, I feel like she was doing all these things that she wasn't she definitely wasn't it's just like I overthink too much and like I feel like I'll just put all those thoughts out there into music and that way I don't have to focus on them in the real world yeah and it's all learning experience man like as life goes on I mean none of us you know not to preach to you because I mean I'm 33 and I'm still learning dude but like you know whether it's it's poor decisions that you make or stuff that you beat yourself up about it, you know, and it kind of sounds like you do a little bit, like you beat yourself mm-hmm. up about things. Like you gotta, sure. you gotta learn to forgive yourself too and move on, you know, cause at, at a course. certain point you get to a point where you realize like, you know, I'm the, I'm the only one that's maybe holding on to this. You know what I mean? Um, one, yeah. one of my, one of my favorite lyrics uh, from uh Sonny Sandoval and POD um, you know, he says the hardest part of holding on is letting it go. You know what I mean? which it sounds so simple, but it's so true. And you realize like, you can only, you can only bang your head against the wall for so long before you're like, all right, I'm not really, I'm not really getting anywhere. Or like an analogy I heard for worrying one time, which I I need to remind myself of more is like, 
it's kind of like being in a rocking chair, you know, it's like you're moving, but you're not really going anywhere. You're just kind of, that's true. You know, cycling through these things over and over again. But, but in your music, I think you've been able to do it in a, in a creative way. And, and like I said, just having that outlet, I, I think it's important, um, you know, because, you know, as a background, as a fighter, that was one thing I wanted to ask you too, if, if music was always like, was it always parallel? Like even when you were fighting, was it always something that outside of fighting you still really enjoyed and really loved, but the fighting took so much of your time that you just didn't have the, the, you didn't have enough hours in the day to like do the music too. Actually. Yeah. I mean, like when it, when I was fighting, um, cause I, like I wrestled my whole life. So, I mean, like all of that was just pretty much like my life from that point on. Um, but I didn't get, I didn't get into music until I actually like went to Fry's electronics and like picked up a version of this little generic music maker i i really like i music inspired me a lot like i would i would think every time i listen to a song i would imagine like i'm doing something like performing um like like a fight or like training or like just a situation in my life like music did have a big impact on me um and like how i felt and stuff like that and i don't think i appreciate or i I realized the appreciation I had for it until I actually like started like doing it myself. Like I was always the kind of type of person that like wouldn't pay attention to music class. Like I didn't grow up with like music roots and stuff like that um, until I had problems until I <laughs> figured out that I have problems. Um, I think that's when I like music became more of an interest. Cause it was like an outlet before I didn't really have many problems. So like music, I probably would have been doing it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. If so. So the, the fighting and stuff with, with that, like, was, did you come from like, like an athletic family? Like, how, cause I feel like that's a very specific, like to prepare yourself to like get hit in the face or have some dude like slam you on the ground and put you in a chokehold. Like it, it takes a certain kind of, it takes a certain kind of human being to, to endure that just to have like the tolerance to do that. Cause like I said, I grew up playing sports, but it never entered my mind. Like, Oh yeah. I want to like, you know, I want to like fight people. Like it takes, that's a different kind of training. The mental aspect of that I I'm sure is probably even more than the physical part of it. Cause I feel like your body, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of get used to things, even if it's like super intense, but mentally, man, like, like even picturing myself right now, having some dude like in a, had me in like a rear naked choke and just like, the light leaving my eyes as I pass out. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that, to be honest with you. I, I've been in like maybe two fights my entire life. Uh, and they were both when I was kids, um, when I was a kid. So, uh, so yeah, mm -hmm. man, like for you, what was that background? Like getting into like that kind of training and that kind of physical and mental endurance? Yeah. I've always like, when I first kind of saw it, like I thought it was like something I was like, it's crazy. Um, but I'm my family is like an um and my great grandpa like raced Jesse Owens in the Olympics. Like we we do have a pretty athletic on my dad's side at least. Um but uh I um I think I was just kind of doing it because I, I did wrestle like all through high school and my freshman year of college. Um, and then when I like realized there's really not much you can do, like with wrestling outside of like high school and college, I was like, well, I do want to take like everything I worked for and put it somewhere else. And like fighting is really the only thing you can really do. Um, and I'm, I'm always the kind of person is like, you know, if, if they can do it, 
they're like, I can, like, it's just going to take some work. So I, I did train, I did do very well, but I just didn't have a love and passion for it. Um, to where it's like, I was just getting overly anxious, um, about fights that where I shouldn't. And, um, you know, maybe it didn't look like I was afraid to like take a hit, but I, uh, I was pretty cowardly when it came to taking like hits. Like I, I did not want to get hit in the face. Like that was just my thing. Um, but yeah, so I just, I kind of got like sick of it. I was like, I'm doing this for all the wrong reasons. I'm doing it to please others. I'm doing it because I came so far and like, I don't want to waste all of this, but, um, after like, like a certain time in my career, like I just, I started transitioning and wanting to do music. So there was like a month where I was like overlapping fighting with like music. Um, and I, I chose music over that. It, it just felt better people like were appreciating what I did yeah so yeah so I, I saw you were what you were like was it nine and two or something was 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 that right yeah yeah that was like my on paper um record um and then yeah that last fight like I was gonna go pro after like that last fight and then I, I lost and really the reason why I lost is like I just like got over over anxious I think I like gave myself a panic attack or something so that kind of thing like if I'm just getting like that anxious for like you know a fight or something like that I'm just like this isn't something I truly love like I was just going in there and like wanting to get it done and get out and go home and like celebrate that's all I wanted to do like I I like strive to like perform and go on stage in front of people like that's something i do want to do and i feel like would be super fun so like i just stopped having fun with it all together and started having more fun with music and i I want to take it as far with music as i did when i was fighting and i want that same recognition so it's just baby steps at this point so you knew and you mentioned panic attacks like I've, i've dealt with them in my life too and um so you knew the difference it wasn't like the fight or flight because of, of like the, the fear, the anxiousness, but it was more when you got anxious, like it, like to you, that was a sign of, all right, it's time to, it's time to step away from this because if I really loved it, I wouldn't have that feeling. Is that what yeah, it was? Mm-hmm. It was a fear of losing and I, I like losing's a lot more. I don't know. It's, it's harder to lose. Like when it comes to fighting to lose in like any other sport, I'd rather lose a fight than like what a wrestling match, or, like a baseball game or something like that um or I'd, I'd rather not lose a fight like it would just be worse to lose a fight because it's just like there's a lot that can happen you know you can injure yourself you can get knocked out that's embarrassing um I don't know at least when it comes to music it's subjective and people are either gonna like it and or not and I'm very happy with the idea of a very specific crowd of people liking my music and that's like my intention is I, I want it to be a very niche community of people who like like my music you know how there's like metal heads and stuff like that like they don't listen to anything else like they're at like where is like cheering for this one band everyone else is kind of like standing there with their hands in their pockets like that's kind of yeah. like how i intend my music to be it's like i don't expect everyone to like it i don't expect everyone to be want to listen to depressing stuff not all my music's depressing um but like i guess it's not like the most happy it's just more somber i would say so there's a time and place where people will appreciate my music more than um when they're like feeling good or feeling themselves when to listen to like something happy but everybody does have that time in their life where they're feeling emotional um 
and that's I feel like that's why I feel like Juice World was the most streamed artist back in this time. Yeah, was was he a pretty big influence on on you? I think he, I think he was an influence in the idea of like I can't talk about this stuff as he was an influence and probably a lot of others that do have the same genre. Um, but I uh, I feel like my biggest influence would probably be like Chester Benning, um, Bennington from uh, Lincoln Park. Like I listened to them when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Chester goes through a lot. Uh, I just love his voice. Like, it's just something I've always wanted to match. He's been a big influence on me. Um, a couple other, like, artists, like, No Doubt and stuff like that. But, like, when it comes to, like, uh, like Juice World, he was, he made me feel like, oh, this is, this is something I can do and not be judged for. Or this is something I can do and people are actually going to listen to. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. Yeah, and Chester was one of those guys, too. Like, it, it's funny you mentioned uh, Linkin Park. Um because I, I just had somebody on here a couple months ago um, and he was talking about the influence that Lincoln park had when he was younger. And, uh, and it's weird. It makes me feel old because <clears throat> I was a little bit older than him too. And, and, um, and I was like, dude, I remember hearing that when I was in like seventh grade. And I, I think paper cut may have been the, it was either paper cut or one step closer. Cause I can kind of visualize the video. I think one step closer might've been the first video I saw, but paper cut might've been the first song that I heard, but um mm. hybrid theory when that came out when i was in like seventh grade i think it was 2000 like the fall of 2000 like it was crazy man it blew up um uh and and it just i i feel like i feel like that like and that was one of the things that that i was talking about with uj was the guest i had in the podcast and and mm. he was like dude if that stuff came out right now i still feel like it would be as big as it was back then and i i agree with him like i feel like that kind of uh I feel like people recognize something is real. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, you know, and not that I'm giving you advice because I'm not a musician, even though I love music. But I think if you just stay true to who you are, man, like you said, people people will recognize it and relate to it. I mean, you know, there, there's there's artists who have sold 30 million albums and there's always going to be somebody who's like, oh, they suck. You know what I mean? And then there's... Of course. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, or there's yeah. artists that, <clears throat> like you said, they have their tribe of people um, and maybe they don't sell 30 million albums, but they have people that 30 years in will still go see them play a show. You know what I mean? So of course, of as course. long as you do what, what makes you happy, um, you know, people, people will relate to it and you'll find your tribe, man. Yeah, exactly. Like how I like to keep like a tight circle, like with my inner like friends and stuff like that is, is, is like how I would like to keep my music circle. Cause I, um, like when it comes to that, there's no reason to just be like recognized by everyone and their mom. Like, I, you know, it's just people who truly appreciate who I am, not just they heard my song and they like the rhythm of it and they dance to it with their friends. Like, that's not like what I want. I want someone to like truly connect to it. And, and there's been people who've reached out to me and they're just like, like, I listen to your song all the time. Like, it just, this just make like, I relate to it and stuff like that. Like that kind of stuff makes me feel great. Uh, like this song's a banger like cool thanks but like when they say like they relate to it that makes me feel amazing you know it makes me feel like my work's done it makes me feel like you know i i did not do me like make a song just for a selfish reason to tell my story like i i told my story but also was a voice for somebody who didn't have a voice yeah man and and as you've made this transition to the music dante like were the people who were 
you know, who meant, who meant a lot to you, who were there for the, the wrestling and the fighting, did they, did they stay with you on that path when you made the transition to music? Like, have, have they been as supportive, you know, the people who were supportive of the fighting and the wrestling, have they been as supportive of the music? They're, they're slowly kind of getting there. Like my, my main like group of people, like I have my, my best friend, Adam, um, he goes by Da Vinci. Like that's his stage name for what he does. Um, he's like a, a videographer. Um, he does like my videos and stuff like that. He was my corner person when every fight um, he became my corner. He's going to be my corner person at my shows. Like he's, he's always going to be there. So there's, there's um, our him. There's my parents super supportive of my music just as much as they're more um, supportive of my fighting. Um, <clears throat> like my dad like paid for some studio sessions for me and stuff like that. And, and that's just something that like not a lot of people get. Like that's just something that I'm very blessed to have is n- not many people at all will get like the just assurance from their parents when it comes to things like that. Um, but my, my parents are pretty open-minded. They want me to do what, what I want to do because um, they, they probably didn't get to do that themselves or stuff like that. But yeah, pretty much everyone is supportive of my music. Nobody's telling me I should do anything otherwise. Um, maybe there are a group of like people that would come to all my fights and ask me about all my fights that have not even like said a single thing about my music or like asked me about it or offered to come like do a studio session or anything like that. So there's still some people that maybe just haven't had a chance to like hear things yet. It just kind of like passes up on it. Um, those people were kind of working on, but everyone else has been very supportive of it. Even like my own coach that, train me um for like fighting and stuff and even like the asu wrestling coach like reposted one of my songs um so like everyone is very supportive of it and i love it that's great man yeah i think the real ones um they just want to see you be happy you know so even if it's even if somebody sees you walk away from something that they that they were you know really excited about you doing they just want to see you happy like I was super tight with my grandpa and I was lucky to have him for 23 years. Like I, I still wear his necklace like every day. And I remember when I stopped playing football, I was like five, nine, a buck 20 as a freshman. So I don't know if you ever seen the movie Rudy, but that was like, I was getting thrown around like a rag doll. And I was just like, dude, um, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. And uh, I remember calling my grandpa and uh, after my freshman season was over and being like, yeah, Grandpa, I don't think I'm going to keep playing, man. I hope you're not bummed out because he used to come to all my games and stuff. And he was like, Mike, I'll love you no matter what you do, man. You know what I mean? And that meant a lot to have like somebody that meant the world to me, like be like, hey, man, like, you know, I liked going to your games, but if you don't want to do it anymore, like I'm not going to be like mad at you. You know what I mean? So that is cool. The, the people, the, the real ones that are in your corner, no pun intended, I mean, they they want to see you, they want to see you shine in whatever it is that you love to do. So I'm, I'm glad to hear sure. that those people are still sticking with you, man. Um, so the latest single lust, you know, um, I, I think I listened to goodbye might've been like the first one I listened to. Um, I think that's like the number one song that you have on Spotify. So I kind of like started there, but then I noticed when lust came out too, I was like, and then I kind of kept going through your catalog and going back to the stuff that you've been doing since like 2018. I'm like, there's a lot of guitar in here and uh, I'm a huge fan of the guitar. So I was like, I got to ask this dude, like, are, are you playing that? Like, is that, or is that just something that's always been kind of part of your vibe as well? It's a, it's always been part of my vibe. It's um, I just 
picked up a guitar um, like a couple months ago and started playing. Um, and like me and Alakiri, like we've been like just trying to come up with like melodies every now and then. And he's he's getting so much better and like teaching me some things. Um, but yeah, that's something that I wanted to pick up on. None of those guitars, um, like in any of those beats for me playing, most of them were probably like, like samples from the producer that made the beat. But now that I'm working with Dalton, I like, like he, he played the guitar in Lust. He played the, the final riff, like all of that. I think it's so cool to, to have somebody that can play guitar so well that, is like a personal chef to me when it comes to like beats. I'm like, hey, Dalton, like, can you cook me up like a, um, like a alt pop rock, like type bedroom pop beat or whatever. And he's just like, yeah, I got you. And it's just always sounds so good. So like, it's just been a blessing having them to work with. Um, but yeah, everything from that, I appreciate you for even noticing like that. That's the kind of thing that I want people to notice um, is like a trend of like style of beats, you know, if somebody who can recognize a caramel classic type beat opposed to like a dip, like Amigos type beat or something, you know, and that, that's why I wanted to keep like a guitar of some sort in every one of my songs or maybe like the same like key or somber vibe if no guitars in there. Heck yeah, man. Yeah. I, um, you know, from, from talking with Alakiri too, like it's, it's cool to see the um, what you guys have going over there with, with nobody records. Cause um, not, you know, not that I expect artists to sound the same, but it's just, it's cool to me. It shows off what Dalton's capable of too, because you guys, you and Alec don't sound anything alike from your cadence, you know, your rhyme patterns, your, um, the style of the beats. And so it was really cool to me, um, to see him have a song like, uh, you know, like vitamin and stuff, and then listen to mm. goodbye from you or even I'm running, which had kind of a little bit of that juice world kind of, kind of vibe. Um, but yeah, I, you know, just sure. as somebody who's a fan of the guitar, like I really noticed that that right away because um, I've, I've gotten more into rap and hip hop like over the last several years. And um, I always liked the old school stuff and I, I didn't listen to a lot of new stuff. Um, and then within the last several years, I'm like, I'm like, man, there's really a lot of people out here in this genre that I feel like are, are blending genres and also have a lot to say. You know what I mean? And I've of always course. been somebody that like, loves listening to different kinds of music. So, so yeah, just as somebody that came from like sort of a rock and roll metal kind of root, like as my upbringing, like I noticed that guitar work like immediately in a lot of your stuff. And I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Appreciate that. I, um, I think that I have the same feeling like guitar is like the only sound that's like nostalgic to me. Like I, I don't listen to any rap songs and get like goosebumps or like a nostalgic, like, like heart pulsation like i just don't get that feeling from a lot of rap music it's only rock and roll music so i like my my roots are from um like like punk rock like i used to listen to like some 41 and like all of those like early 2000 emo bands like i used to listen to all of that um i never really listened to rap that much until like um my like recent like 20s like i listened to rap and then when i I think when I heard it like blend together for the first time, I was just like, wow, what is this? I like, like the hair started standing up like on my arms. I was just like, this is crazy. Um, and I was like, wow, I, I, I want to be on something like this. I was like, the song sounds so good. That's like another thing too, is that when I see something that's like so cool, I'm like, damn jealous. Like I wish, I wish I was that one who made that song. Cause I love that song so much. So like, that is my goal to, is to make a song that like other people think the same thing or I even think like my goal is to make a song that I can personally jam out to and 
I, I do like most of my songs, like I'm slowly getting there, but um, that, yeah, that, that's my goal is just to get that song that I'm just like, that, that's a song right there. Like I'm the one who made that song. Like, I don't have to be jealous of anybody like, like juice world when he made lucid dreams. I was like, this is genius. I was like, <laughs> why didn't I come up with this? Or like, like things like that initially. Yeah. My mom's a huge sting fan and uh you know grew up listening to him and the police and stuff when i was a kid just because that's who she really loved and so yeah when i heard lucid dreams and i heard the guitar from uh shape of my heart in there Mm. i was like damn and then to hear him rap over it like i just like like what you're saying i was just like man i i I don't even know how somebody would have thought to like sample this you know because obviously in hip-hop you know there you know you have a lot of sampling and crate digging as it were you know getting the records and finding a beat or finding a loop and um you know so it's cool to me to see that uh to see that kind of come to fruition of course um, and and to see and like i said to see you blend it with what you're doing because it's um i like to see music come together man like i i think it's cool that um there seems to be kind of more and more from just as a fan of music and, and maybe it's just the stuff that I listen to, but um, people not being afraid to like step into other, other genres. Like there, there, there's still definitely some elitism in music for sure. Unfortunately, it still kind of exists in, in heavy music too and metal. Cause there's all kinds of like sub genres and stuff, definitely. but it's really, it's really cool to see like, to see rap and rock and, and um, metal and, to see the influences kind of translate more than just people wearing t-shirts, you know, like wearing mm-hmm. a Metallica t-shirt or something, but, but to actually see people bringing different genres together. Cause I think it's all necessary. Like in it, in it, to me, like as somebody is a fan of music, it only expands my palate too. Cause then I start going down the rabbit hole. Like I'll, I'll start listening to synth wave and then I'll have to like, I'll just have to listen to synth wave like all day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll mm-hmm. listen to metal or rap and I have to listen to rap all day. You know what I mean? So Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think it's cool to see that blending. Um, of course, the, the latest single "Lust," man. Um, you mentioned kind of there's that loop in there, and then it, it sort of like builds. So, just talk to me a little bit about your relationship with Dalton, because, like you said, you went to Full Sail and did uh, was it audio recording, audio engineering that you studied there. Um, so, how did you link? It up was with- um, audio. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. It froze up there for a second. Yeah. So with Dalton. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you, how did you get to know Alakiri and Dalton and stuff? Cause you're from Illinois originally, right now you're out in Arizona. Yes. Yeah. Um, I moved to Arizona, um, in eighth grade, um, like late eighth grade when I was 14. Um, and then I moved back to Illinois, um, and went to college in Wisconsin and then now I'm back here. So confusing story, but uh, with Dalton, I actually, when I was producing at the time, um, I went on offer up looking for uh, like FL Studio um, and like all the different plugins. And I, that's how I found Dalton's offer up. He was selling all those plugins and, and FL Studio and um, all those VSTs and stuff. Um, so I just, I had, I was friends with him on like Facebook and Instagram. We were just talking about like, uh, different plugins he had he's like yo I got this guitar VST for you like 30 bucks I'm like cool and I'd buy it off him or something um, and then it just kind of like went into like uh, he was like yo I got this beat for you like check it out let me know if you like it and I wrote to it and it became like a great song um, which is pretty lies um, and that that beat that song 
actually um, better vocal-wise since then. Um, and he's gotten a lot better mixing vocal-wise as well. Um, that song, I actually recorded the vocals and he made the beat around it. So, like, he can do those type of things, which is cool. Um, and then, yeah, just from that point on, like, he, uh, he was like, yeah, my buddy Weston, like, wants to start a label and his brother, uh, Alakiri Merritt, is um, a really good artist and stuff. And, um, like, I was just kind of, like, going solo for a while and just, like, off the radar. And, like, Weston is, is like, consistent. Like, he's a sales guy. Like, he, he kept texting me and FaceTiming me. And, like, I finally came over because I, I was just, like, I'm – I'm like an introverted person. Like it typically takes a while to get me out of my comfort zone, like out of my house or something like that. So yeah, yeah. he finally like got me to like come out and, with them and you know, we each went out and like got a drink and stuff. And he was like, yeah, I want to manage you. It's like, that's awesome. I've been looking for a manager and someone to help out, someone who believes in me, if you will. Um, and then, yeah, from that point on, I've just been going to their place and we've just been making music and all just getting so close and, promoting everyone else's promoting each other's stuff within. So it's just a really good system I have. I feel blessed that they came around. Yeah. It's cool to hear that, that you guys are like lifting each other up. Cause um, you know, as we've been talking about, there's obviously a lot of vulnerability in your music, right. And not just you personally, but just anybody who puts a song out there, whether they're trying to reach a billion people or they're just going, Hey, I'm just going to do this. And if people like it, cool. If they don't, whatever, cause it's for me, it's not for them. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to see that you guys um, have this vibe going in, in Arizona in general right now too. Like I was talking to Alec Carey about that. Like just uh, I had Mark from uh, bury the darkness on, and I think he's been over there a few times. Like he's super, guy, yep. super nice, talented dude. Uh, it was great talking with him and like, so it, it's cool to me to see people lifting each other up and, and, and um, helping each other out. You know what I mean? Cause sure. you know, it's, it's, it's that old saying, I, I kind of feel like an old man throwing out old sayings here, but like high tides raises all ships. You know what I mean? Like everybody, yeah. if everybody lifts each other up. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's cool to see that you guys got that going on with nobody records, man. Definitely. I love it. Yeah. I want to expand it. I feel like Arizona has a lot of like good artists that just don't have like, uh, people just don't take them like as seriously as like they should, you know, just cause it's Arizona. It doesn't really have like much background when it comes to like the whole hip hop scene. Um, but like the shows that they do like AZ hip hop fest, like they didn't have one of those in Illinois that I knew of um, and like stuff like that. Like, I think all of that's so cool. So AZ itself does deserve recognition. That's why like, I'm so quick to just clap for somebody else when they post a song, like, I'll, I'll even like the song before I even listen to it. I'm just like, you know, this like is probably going to make this person feel good or this comment is so easy to do. And it's so easy. This person's doing the same exact thing I'm doing. So like, why? Like, he's not like my competition. Like, you know what I'm saying? So I just, there's been people who've unfollowed me um, that are other like artists and I'm like, cool, you know, you don't have to support me. Um, but I think if we all support each other, it just help everybody. Yeah. And it, and it's cool. I mean, who knows, maybe, maybe 10, 15 years from now, people will be talking about like the, the beginnings of, you know, that house and you guys making music together. Cause you know, it's, there's always, uh, there's always scenes that pop up, man. And, and like you said, whether it's Arizona or, you know, obviously everybody knows the, not just in hip hop, but in music, you know, you've got like Nashville, LA, New York are always going to be like the hubs for all that stuff, you know, but it's interesting. Cause even when I moved here to Nashville, like 
I just thought like outside looking in, I'm, I just thought it was all going to be country. And I didn't realize when I came down here that like, you can go into a corner bar, not even in downtown. Like I, I was in Franklin a few years ago and heard like this awesome band play. And I'm like, what is going on? Like what's in the water here? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, it's cool that you guys want to put Arizona on the map, you know, cause, cause that'll inspire other kids in AZ to do their thing too, you know? Of course. Yeah. And, and promote within, um, we want to bring as many people like onto the label as possible, um, like slowly, of course, but that, you know, that way, if like everybody knows about it, then it's just like, there's no way AZ can't be on the map, but AZ just has too many good artists. It's just too humble of a, of a state. I feel like when it comes to like hip hop, yeah, but I feel like that that Phoenix area just it it seems I mean, I've never been, but just just seeing things from a distance about the city and the growth that's happening there. It sounds like um, just from like the city itself that it would be primed to, to be an area where that could happen, because I, I mean, I don't know what the local music scene is like there, but like from a venue standpoint, it seems like there's a lot of, you know, from comedy to music and sports that on a large scale, there's a lot that's going on there, you know yeah i mean scottsdale to me just feels like a smaller second like la um in terms of like the cars you see driving around and like so i mean and there's like big clubs like famous celebrities go to old town and stuff like that and like uh fashion square in scottsdale and so i mean i i don't i don't see like why the music scene out here isn't isn't bigger because like those atlanta artists do get easily like underground Atlanta artists will easily get a a gig at a club or something like that. So I feel like the state itself, like not like artists, but like the state itself, like local promoters, venues, they don't support enough. I feel like they could support a little bit more. Um, And it's not like on them. They probably just haven't had like the right type of pressure and people asking. And that's why another reason why I love Weston um, is because like we go out to like, uh, we went out, I forgot what bar we went to um golden margarita or something like that and he he was pressing the the owner the whole time he was like we first asked the, the bartender like who's the owner and she like pointed him out um and yeah we just the whole time he was just chasing the owner around and finally we like we met him and he uh super cool guy we got his information and he wants to like try to get us to perform there so if, whether that works or not like that is gonna get us so far that like just willingness that grind he has to just get us on the map so i feel like if anyone is going to do it it's probably going to be like weston <laughs> our, that's our awesome manager. man yeah it's you gotta yeah you gotta you gotta hustle for sure like i'm i'm even learning that with this like there's a lot there's a lot more homework i need to do just even on marketing and trying to grow the podcast and stuff like i take a lot of pride in researching and talking to guests and and making it worth their while, you know, because I, I genuinely enjoy this. Like, this is a, a love for me. Like I love talking to people and hearing their stories and sharing them with people. But, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of work that goes in that you start to realize with anything that you love to do, there is for sure a business side to it. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I'm sure you probably saw some of that in, in fighting too, like, you know, the promotion and, you know, selling the fights and like, um, you know, it's, it's it's crazy how how there is you definitely need somebody who's a good business person or you got to be able to learn and be willing to figure that out for yourself too you know and promote promote yourself which for me it's hard to do because it's like I'm confident in what I do 
but I'm not, you know, I can be a little ranty and I'm not really good at like, uh, I'm getting better at like reaching out to people. You know what I mean? Like I enjoy mm-hmm. connecting with people. I enjoy talking with people. I feel like I can talk with anybody not to like to my own horn or whatever, but like, you know, I, I don't have, I, that's comfortable for me, but like selling myself is sure. harder for me to do, you know? Sure. Yeah. And you got to focus on like where your real talent is. And even like when I was fighting, like my dad was my manager, like he was getting me all my fights and stuff like that. Um, so like, at least I had, it was like, Hey, do you want to fight blah, blah, blah on this next show? Um, so that, that's what I liked. But when it came to music, I felt like until like a month and a half ago, like I didn't have anyone doing that for me. Like I was like, putting my music out there i'm creating my own artwork like uh doing takes and then uh like mixing them and stuff like that like so yeah I'll, every every song i have until that point i'm just like doing everything myself um and it got so exhausting it made me almost just want to quit entirely i'm like i can't do all this myself it's just too much um or like not quit maybe but like take a break and like just stack up a bunch of money so i can just start paying people to do this but like just having a couple of people that believe in me willing to invest their money for me to do that is a blessing. Um, and yeah, I, I think it, it's really going to work out. Um, but yeah, promoting has always been hard for me. Um, cause I, I'm just very modest myself. I don't like like showing something off, especially when it's something like a vulnerable song, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, listen to my like vulnerabilities. Like it, it, it's, it's just not something that I have easy time doing. So I'm cool with other people promoting my songs. Um, like, yeah, listen to this song. This made me feel this way. But when, when it's me promoting a sad song, it's, I don't know, it's kind of different. Now, if I, if I had more like hype club tracks, I'd be like, yo, listen to this. I killed this. Like I would promote it like crazy. But um, Lust is the most promoted song that I've ever promoted. Um, and I want to make sure every single I do after that is that consistent. Like I've done with lust. That's, that's why like a lot, I, I gained like a, more fans off of like Facebook and stuff. Cause I just constantly kept lust in people's faces and people were hitting me up like, Hey, where can I listen to the song? Or um, like, wow, the song is fire. Or, wow. I never heard your music, bro. Like how long, like, really? So yeah, that, I think uh, promoting has really been helping me out. So that's something that I just started doing not too long ago. So you'll hear more of me. <laughs> that's good, man. Yeah. And you, you've been a busy dude. Cause from, from when I went and looked back, you had like a couple of singles in 2018. Um, like I, I was a hurricane wrist um, and the letdown with Farini was a Farini 41. And yeah. Then, and then like there was one in 19, and then it was like you've had in like the last like year and a half, you've basically had a year. You've had like 11 singles and four of them have been this year. So you've you've been a busy dude. Like how how has COVID changed things for you, man? Like w- would you have still put out the same amount of music or um, w- would there have been more like trying to do live shows? I mean, what what's that path been like over like sort of the last 18 months or so? going into 2020 and kind of what you visualize with your music and kind of where you're at right now? I think COVID has helped um, because like I um, right before COVID ended and or started and I started becoming is when I started like taking my music like seriously, like to a whole new level because that was initially right after my relationship ended. And when I was just feeling all those like doubts and pains and stuff like that and 
needed that as an outlet. So that happened the same time as COVID. So um, with that being said, COVID has, and I would go out a lot, you know, in a relationship, we go out like every other weekend, have fun, you know, do all these things. So I typically did not have time to like work on music as much as I really wanted to. Um, so yeah, it, it's overall been, COVID has been better for me because I haven't had an excuse to like go out and, you know, party over like staying home and writing the song or recording the song. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a better, a bigger impact for me. Now, when it comes to like the recognition, um, and like the social part of it, it's been a lot harder because I've been wanting to do shows, um, and not too many people are doing virtual concerts and they didn't really promote the AZ hip hop fest as big as they did before. It just kind of like went, it happened. And I was like, why didn't anyone tell me? Like, are you kidding me? I was like, <laughs> I've yeah. been, I even messaged the promoter saying like, Hey, I want on this next card. Like what tell me the information and it was still like undecided when the date was going to be and then they just randomly decided the date through the show and then everyone found out after the fact well i found out after the fact but i don't know it was just poor promotion on their part so i'm hoping i can do it next year but i just want to do more shows like that that's my thing um covid has made it made me more eager to like do those shows and stuff like that so it's better because now I have more time to get out like a catalog and like show worthy songs. You know, I still could use maybe like two or three songs that are actually show worthy because most of my songs I feel like aren't. Um, and again, it depends on like the crowd of people watching my show. Cause of course, if I do a show, I'm not going to have like my fan base just there. Like it was somebody coming to see caramel classic. Um, like it's going to be like a mixture of people. Most there's, there might be like a couple of my fans and friends, like, you know, enjoying the music, but everyone else is going to be probably like hands in their pockets, like just staring off, like waiting for the next song that and that's, that's expected. So I'm just, I just want to get over that part. <laughs> get have over you, that part. Have you been able to, um, well, just put positive vibes out there, man. You never know. You mm -hmm. might have people be like, damn, I, I, I wish I heard more stuff like this out there, but, um, have you been able to do any, any live shows like before, um, before COVID Were you, were you able to do anything or no? Because at that point the music still wasn't like the, the focus. Oh, um, before COVID. Cause, yeah. Cause before COVID I was actually mostly focusing on production, like hurricane risk. Like I produced that beat. Um, oh, okay. and, yeah. So, and that was my buddy, um, my buddy Jake, who's a really good artist. Um, but he got locked up like three years ago and he's going to be out in May. Um, so we lost him and that's kind of when I just went into like a, what am I going to do now? I'm like a producer who's not working with any artists. Like, so I just started posting my beats on beat stars. Um, and then like my cousin came out from Illinois and he's an artist um, and he did two shows and I just produced all his beats. So I've been to a couple shows and met a lot of people at these shows, but I've never actually performed myself. Um, so that's something that's going to be new to me. Um, but I, I do feel like I strive under like a, like a big audience and stuff like that. So I'm not too worried about that. Um, I, I think it's just like, I'm worried about like, how am I going to sound like, you know, cause maybe this song did take like eight studio recording takes to do like, <laughs> who's going to say I'm going to like kill it right here live. You know what I'm saying? So I got to practice a lot for sure. Is there, um, what's it like locally there, man? Like, is there any rumblings of, of being able to do any shows? Like are things opening up to a level where you're at right now in AZ that, that, that could be possible say within like the next three to six months as people are getting vaccinated. 
Yeah, because, I mean, they're actually opening things up. Um, and I see people doing shows all the time. I just got to, like, figure out who it, like, where they are. Like, I'll see people I'm friends with on Facebook, like other, like, local artists. Like, they just did a show last night. I'm like, where was this? Where, why didn't I hear about it? Like, who do I need to call? So, like, every time I see somebody do a show, I'll go follow that promoter. Um, and then I'll send that promoter over to, like, Weston so you can hit them up. Um and work business that way so i'm expecting to get on a lot more shows especially with uh weston in my corner um because i didn't have anyone to do that and i i was too modest about my music and not 100 ready to like reach out to those people myself because i didn't i didn't know what to say i'm just like i'll get a big catalog out there until somebody finds me but now i'm like ready to actually like perform and stuff like that and slowly like just becoming more comfortable with myself and who I am have you thought about what what you want like that live show to look like do you want somebody playing the guitar live like for these songs or like somebody on the drums or do you want uh like Dalton there just like producing it or have something like have you have you kind of like visualized in your mind what what you hope it looks like That's my thing. Yeah. Cause I, I have, and I, you know, when I went to AZ hip hop fest last, not last year, but the year before, or yeah, last year, um, <clears throat> I was imagining like what my set would look like, you know, cause everyone else's set was the same. It was like them on stage, but like, nobody took the time to like change the lighting. Nobody took time to like uh, put together like a choreographed like sequence or like change their outfits to match. Like nobody did that. Everyone was just went on stage. They had either like their hype crowd or they didn't. Um, and they performed whoever did the best of the best, whoever had the biggest audience. But I feel like regardless of my music, regardless of, of the crowd that's there, like people are just going to appreciate the set. Cause like, I'm, I, I appreciate the art side of music more than the sound of it itself. Um, so like when it comes to just stuff like that, I wanted to make more of like an artsy show. I think that's why a virtual one would be cool too. Cause I can use a green screen for all of that. Um, but I do I, I want to make it stand out because if I just do what everyone else does it's just going to be like thanks for your performance on to the next like up and coming artist but everyone's going to remember that one show that like the lights just completely blacked out and like everyone came on stage with these masks on like just something I don't know something weird that's kind of what I'm into and that's kind of what it would look like and I would I would let it all like I would I would not reserve anything that's cool, man. Well, before I let you go, Dante, and thanks again so much, man, for taking the time. It's been awesome talking with you and learning more about your music and everything. Um, you know, as as we transition in these next like three to six months and the possibility of live shows, you know, you mentioned coming out of like a, a tough relationship and a lot of that showing itself in the music, you know, lyrically, you know, what have you learned the most about yourself as you really as you really, you know, dove into this and, you know, coming through that difficult time and the stuff you're working through right now, like where, are, where are you at a place right now as an artist um, that, that you can either tell people about in this podcast or stuff that you've got coming up? I mean, for the most part, like I felt like, cause I'm 27 now, like it's taken me what, like 26 years of my life to like figure out like who I am. Like I'm not normal. Um, like I'm not like, like the normal person like people are gonna look at me weird and because I'm like different stuff like that and like I just became more comfortable with it um and putting it out in music and stuff like just saying like I'm an artist like I don't care like you could think that's lame you could think whatever you want you could think this is another like up and coming like 
or this is another local rapper that's you know like you see memes where it's just like well you think your life is bad there's a someone from your hometown trying to become a rapper like i've seen those things and stuff and it's like everyone is gonna put down like somebody like from their high school that wants to be like a rapper or something like that um but no one's done that to me maybe when i first started people were kind of laughing at my songs because i was doing it for the wrong reason um like just making songs that like people would like not even lyrics that apply to me at all like hurricane risk um and uh just kind of transitioning it into something that's more myself and it's it's made me feel better and it's made my listeners feel better too because i feel like i could sell it a lot better i can't sell something that's just like fake to me not vocally (laughs) yeah man and and musically what what's inspiring you like right now like in the last few months is is there anybody whether it's hip-hop or or other genres of music that uh that you've really been feeling like stuff that's really spoken to you a lot whether it's lyrically or musically yeah um I mean, there are a couple artists, like there's not any artists recently that really inspire me. I feel like if there was anybody who maybe inspired some of my music, like in recent days, it could have been like um, Little Peep or like Trippy Red, maybe a little bit. Um, I, like I, I don't take any other style at all or want to take any other style. Like I haven't heard a Little Peep song until like, uh, like a month ago like I've, I've never listened to him until somebody was like I listened to that goodbye song and I like your music like you remind me of like little peeps somebody some other artists I've never heard of and I was like you're like the third person to tell me that so I went and checked him out and I was like oh wow that does kind of sound similar so it's like I wasn't like inspired by him but that, I guess that's some someone who's um, kind of similar to what I go through um, and uh Mostly it's like the older artists, so like like Linkin Park, um, like Nine Inch Nails, um, mostly rock bands, like some metal bands and stuff like that are my biggest influence. Yeah, man. And, and you know, as somebody who who's dealing with, uh, you know, with these anxiety and, you know, depression and things like that, like I myself have dealt with panic attacks and I have like OCD tendencies and deal with irrational thoughts and battling through those. And I've been, I've been pretty open about them on here, you know, mistakes I've made and whatnot. Like, you know, we're talking about some of these artists and obviously, you know, sadly a lot of them aren't here anymore, you know Um, you know, as somebody who's going through that stuff. And even in, even in one of your songs, like you talked about, like, you know, turning 27, you know, um, and obviously there's like, sadly, there's notoriously like the 27 club that people talk about, about all these artists that pass away. Well, you're, you're here, you've made it, you know, to 27, like, you know, um, as somebody dealing with that stuff, man, and as somebody who's open about it in your lyrics, you know, not that I'm trying to turn you into a therapist here, because we're all, you know, spinning around in this globe, trying to figure ourselves out, trying to figure things out. Right. But like, what, what kind of, um, you know, maybe not advice or just tips or things you've learned about yourself that you feel like are applicable to, to maybe some kids who listen to this or listen to your music that might be struggling with those same things, whether they're suicidal or they have depression issues or anxiety issues. I mean, cause you've been pretty open about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, if I do have any advice, it's just like, don't let yourself fall victim to I like addictions, I guess like that, that would be one of them. Cause I, ever since I've like stopped taking a Gatorade and like all prescription stuff, like I've been feeling like a whole new person. 
Um, like I don't feel like as depressed anymore. I was listening to like music I used to listen to when I was like 19 and not really, I didn't really have many problems. I just like, it was a great time in my life. Like listening to that music brings me back to that time. So it's kind of like a replacement um, of just like thoughts. Um, and there's always going to be someone there to fill that void. Um, and that's something that like this one girl, like there's nobody else that's going to make me feel like she does. Like, I'm never going to like fall in love with like another person or I'm never going to think another person is attractive. And I truly, it doesn't take that long and it's not as big of a deal as you make it seem. So that, that would be my advice. I, it may be kind of cliche, like somebody being like, oh, there's like plenty of fish in the sea, but I, my advice is more like you're going to grieve like that's that's inevitable but just give it a month and just hold true to yourself and you'll you'll be fine well i really appreciate it man and, and i appreciate you answering that because yeah it's um you know as somebody who loves music man yeah i mean you know going back to even the the stuff that i like from the early 90s you know from that from that seattle scene you know there's been so many musicians uh, that have that have been a huge influence for me in terms of the stuff that I like, but it's sad that you know guys like Chris Cornell and you know Lane's you know Staley and uh, you know Kurt Cobain, like all these all these guys who have passed away, and and then recently like like we're talking about whether it's Mac Miller or Juice World or Lil Peep, it's like it's like damn, you just think about all these good musicians who are just gone too soon, so. Um, I really appreciate that you're hanging in there. I appreciate your time and I, I appreciate that answer, man. Um, and one more time, let the people, let the people know where they can find you and, uh, let them know what you got coming up. Anything that you can talk about, man. Yeah. Uh, caramel classic on Instagram. Of course, I, I want more people to follow me on Twitch. Cause like, that's where, um, you could just see like what I do. Like I like to stream, uh, recording sessions and stuff like, but like me messing up in the booth and stuff like that. You can see everything like organically. I want more people to like tap in and watch that. Um, or if I'm just like playing like a game or just chatting, whatever, like I want more people to follow me on Twitch. My Twitch is just caramel classic. Same as my Instagram. Sweet, man. Well, Dante, thanks again so much for your time, dude. I really appreciate you giving me more than an hour. And uh, again, let's stay in touch, man. I think it's cool that you're, you're being vulnerable and you're making stuff that's true to you. I, I really think that's what it's all about. So Take care of yourself, man. Keep doing what you're doing, dude. I appreciate it. You as well, Mike. I appreciate the time. You're welcome. Thanks, dude. All right. Take care. Have a good night. All righty, Dighty. There you have it. That was my conversation with Caramel Classic. Make sure you go follow him on Instagram at Caramel Classic. And also follow his MMA page. He just started that recently. Now that he's back into fighting, you can follow him there at the Inferno underscore MMA. So again, at Caramel Classic, at the Inferno underscore MMA on Instagram. Check the podcast descriptions. I will have the links up to his socials. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was a lot of fun talking to Dante, man. Uh, you know, uh, again, I really appreciate the vulnerability as somebody who you know, has talked openly about my anxiety on this show and just, uh, you know, some of the OCD tendencies that I've had, um, you know, that I'm working through. And, uh, you know, as somebody who's, uh, you know, battled panic attacks at time in my at times in my life, um, 
it always uh it always bums me out in a way when i hear um other people going through it you know in different ways and uh but at the same time i hope it's encouraging for anybody listening to this show to know that you're not alone that there's people who battle things that you battle as well so if you are out there and you're struggling you know make sure that you take care of yourself uh know that you're not alone know that there's resources know that there's people like me there's people like dante you know there's there's all kinds of you know regular people famous people musicians athletes artists you know that that go through this stuff man and you're not alone so i hope that conversation inspired you to you know continue to keep on keeping on and push through it and persevere you know um like we talked about in the conversation uh, you know dante came from a fighting background and actually he's uh he's now gotten back into fighting as well uh so like i said i shouted out his uh his new instagram page at the inferno underscore mma so make sure you go check him out there and it's it's just cool to see that uh that he seems to be in like a healthy place right now after going through some stuff and uh using music to get through it and now getting back into fighting so i'm pulling for you dante thank you again so much for doing the podcast it was great catching up with you let's stay in touch and uh you know shout out to everybody at official nobody records shout out to dalton webb uh who's who's producing the music that you hear from alakiri from from caramel classic uh it's just uh it's really cool man i'm i'm really excited for everybody on that imprint and everything that they're doing out there you know weston all those guys man uh, i'll put up the links for official nobody records too man but uh it's really cool to see what's brewing out there in Arizona and I think a few years from now you know people will be talking about you know what what was starting out there and and that that music scene in the southwest man so again if you're if you're local out there keep an eye out for for all these guys and shows and stuff because I I think you're going to be hearing more and more of them in the coming years so uh Alakiri just put out new music um at the time you hear this uh Caramel Classic just dropped his most recent single issues it just came out on may 28th so there's there's a lot out there to chew on and uh and again i think it's really cool and it shows off uh dalton's skills as well like we talked about in the conversation just how you know the vibe of caramel classics music and the vibe of alakiri's music and i i think that really just that shows what dalton brings to the table you know um from a producer standpoint in terms of the different sounds that these guys have and, and the different vibe to their beats and uh and yeah man i dig it i'm really i'm really proud of these dudes even though i have nothing to do with the music they're making i'm i'm really thankful and grateful uh that uh and humbled that they took time to talk to me for this podcast so thank you again dante and thank you again to all of you for listening man i i say it every show but i mean it you know um i was just talking to somebody else about this recently about how sometimes you know, I don't know that I have an inferiority complex per se, but uh, in this day and age that we live in, right, there's a lot of value that gets placed on followers and likes and, you know, not just from ourselves internally, but externally too. And even though I've been at this a while, and if people take the time, you can look uh, on my link tree, which I, you know, I share that link every podcast description, you know, you can go back and look and see kind of the history that I have and the people who I've talked to to get to this point. And, um, you know, one thing I'm working on is kind of selling myself. That's never been something that I've been really good at or even really enjoy, to be quite honest, uh, just because it's there's enough stuff that gets pushed to us 
you know, either subliminally or just right in our faces with marketing and products and buying stuff and turning us into consumers and stuff that I don't want to be something else that gets pushed in your face. You know what I mean? If you came here, I hope it's because you just you vibe with me and you and you you're down with with, you know, just the theme behind March 4th and perseverance and moving forward. And that's my goal is for for really for this to become something that inspires people, man. Um, every ripple effect, no matter how large or small, you know, can really can really make a big difference. I really believe in that. I really believe that as individuals that, you know, we can we can have a positive impact. And so saying all that, man, as somebody who still has a smaller platform right now, as somebody who's got a show that's still building right now, anytime I have anybody who takes time to either listen to my show or do my podcast, it really is humbling and I'm incredibly thankful. So if you're out there, just know how much I appreciate you. And again, if you feel so inclined, please take the time to go to Apple, leave a review, leave a rating. It helps the show rank higher and that helps people like Dante get their music out in front of more people, get their stories out in more people. And that's ultimately the goal for me, man. Like obviously I want the show to grow uh, because I love doing this stuff, but it really is about the stories and the people on this show. You know, whether it's musicians, whether it's people like my cousins, you know, Bridget and Zach, Bearded Bird Fitness and Nutrition, you know, business owners like John over at Jute Mode. Like, I, I really just want to pump up people who are doing good things in this world, man, and uh, use this platform as a way to connect with people. So, thanks again to everybody. Once again, you can follow me on Instagram at March Fourth Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike V Bauman. Go follow Dante, aka Caramel Classic, at Caramel Classic on Instagram, at the Inferno underscore MMA on Instagram. And take care of each other out there, man. Summer's around the corner. Uh, at the time you're listening to this, it is June 1st, baby. So we're there and we're we're getting into a great time of the year, man. So, you know, if you wanna wanna go out there and cruise around, listen to some music. Definitely check out the the Nobody Records gang. Uh, these guys are putting out good stuff, so I'm really excited for them, and I'm excited for all of you, man. You know, go out there, love each other, be kind to one another, and just be cool. So on that note, I'll say what I always say as a tribute to my grandpa: keep the faith and be kind to one another. Courtesy of Caramel Classic, here is the single "Lust." Peace. Oh,
trust I'm so stuck on your lust I've been craving so much But now I'm saying so what, so what No love, so how